You're listening to the One Young World Diaries, a Deloitte Indonesia podcast that brings you conversations on social impact issues and everything on One Young World, the biggest young leaders platform, with me, Gia, as your host throughout the series. Enjoy! What's up, impact creators? I'm so happy to be back. In this episode, I am thrilled to introduce all of you to Dr. Benjamin Bokio Richardson. Hi, Benjamin. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be talking to you today. Yeah, me too. So I just want to introduce to our listeners that our guest, you, you are a very special person, Benjamin. Can I call you Ben? (laughs) Yes, you can call me Ben. Yeah. So Benjamin is a young scientist and he's a surgeon from the Dominican Republic, who is also the co-founder and current executive director at FUMEBO, an initiative dedicated to providing health resources to low-income communities in his country. He is also a UNIS and Youth Ambassador and was one of the delegate speakers for the Poverty Alleviation Session at the One Young World Summit in London. What an amazing list of credentials. Congratulations. Thank you very much. What a wonderful introduction. I'm pretty, I'm grateful. So thank you. You're welcome. I mean, it's been a while since we've spoken. The last time I saw you was in London and I approached you right after you gave your speech. So thank you for being so kind then and you were really approachable too. You know, you you have a great energy and I think that that is something very, very positive. It is important to, to reach people that are trying oh. to do the same than you. Thank yes, you so much. That means that, a lot to me. That we have that immediate connection in the summit. I think so too. So that comes back to kind of like my question. I always start this with all of my other guests on the series. I wanted them to explain, you know, like and describe what the One Young World experience was like for them. So you were saying something about energy. Can you maybe explain what the One Young World experience was like for you? One Young World for me was a life-changing experience. Before that, I never had the opportunity to share with the world and what I'm doing in my country and how I'm trying to solve poverty and economic inequality by giving access to healthcare. And One Young World was this platform that allowed me to share how we can unite our knowledge and strategically to try to make the world a better place to live and definitely was one of the best experiencing in my life. Me too, me too. See, this is what really makes me happy. It's because every time I ask this question, all the answers clearly show how everyone is so affected by the summit and the message and the energy. And they always say that it's life-changing, you know, and this is the precise reason why I wanted to pass this on via this podcast, because I wanted as much of the global listeners as possible to absorb this energy as well. So thank you for bringing that here today. You had a special experience as well because you were one of the delegate speakers for the poverty alleviation session. How was that for you? You know, like you were speaking in front of thousands of people along with also these impressive peers. I mean, you're impressive yourself, but what was the experience like for you? 
It was unbelievable for me when I received the email that I was selected as a delegate speaker. I couldn't believe it. It was a really impactful moment for my life and I knew that will change many things. And after that, and that was how it was. And to have the opportunity to be a delegate speaker, not only give you the change to speak what you do, but only to assume a stronger responsibility with your cause and I never expect to have that opportunity I just I have been working 10 years in my, in my country providing access to healthcare education sanitation and I did it because I'm passionate about that I grew up in a humanitarian family and I strongly believe that everybody deserves to have the same rights I just wanted to have that opportunity to give my story and let people know that what they are doing is really important and that they can achieve what I have achieved in here in, in my island. If we can kind of retract back a little bit, if you can really okay. kind of maybe provide details on how One Young World changed you. Okay. When I came back to the summit, I realized that there are people who is fighting with things harder than me. And I came to the Dominican and I bring more energies from London. I realized that there are many things to do. If we want to, to achieve the 2030 agenda and try to make a, a sustainable society for all, and we need to continue fighting. And one young world gave me that. I learned from many young people and about their initiative and their desire to contribute to their society. And I feel pretty happy and connected with all those people because I get connected. I had the opportunity to meet people that with the same desire than me. And that was definitely something that I don't, that probably I don't have in my environment. I completely agree with you. I understand what you're saying. It's because like everyone that we heard from the summit, they kind of persevered through their own personal struggles in their journey, in their causes. And it shows that it's human to go through pain and hardships, but it's also human to be able to overcome yeah. that. And like you said, you had exactly. a lot of things to do back in Dominican Republic, but you brought back that energy and you reignited in your cause and continued moving forward. So that's a really important message and why this, the summit needs to continue to happen on an annual basis. From your One Young World experience, Benjamin, if you can change anything to enhance your journey, how would you change it? Or you don't think you should change anything at all? I don't believe that I would change anything of my experience because my mission in One Young World from the very beginning was to go there and to impact in the lives of, of young leaders. I believe that, that I have the opportunity to do it by giving a delegate speaker. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what I would like to do is to come back this year to, to the summit mm -hmm. and I would like to enjoy the summit as, an, as a simple, <laughs> as an, as a, yes, as an spectator because, yes, I, I would like to do that because before having the opportunity to, to be on the stage, uh -huh. it was a really long process. The, the backstage process that nobody knows is hard. They, they help you in your speech, pronunciation. I'm really grateful for that. So I would like to come back just to enjoy everything I understand. And let me tell you something. 
And at the summit, everybody has the opportunity to learn. Every, everybody has the opportunity to share their experience. Right. It is not just about being a delegate speaker. Everybody will have the opportunity to connect with other young leaders, and they will learn mutually. So definitely yeah. is an opportunity that everybody needs to have. And after in, in the summit, you connect with people who are doing amazing things in their countries. For example, after the summit, I came back to my country and I was recognized by the by presidency of my country. Wow. I had the opportunity. Congratulations. Yes, I had the oppo no, thank you. I, I had the opportunity to become a Junus and Joe's ambassador. Many things that has been going on thanks to Wanjian World. And I know that all the people that, that, that had the opportunity to, to be in the summit and got something special in their life and they had a, a life-changing experience also like me. So I see that. Yes, and sometimes we're doing something wrong and we don't realize it. And by observing what is other amazing people is doing, we, we realize and we, and we understand how can we change and what we are doing, how can we improve our initiative. Exactly. And that is what, yes, and that is what One Your Well is about. So, of course, all of the plenary sessions were incredibly important, but which yes, one, yes. which one did you see as most relevant for your case? Was it the poverty alleviation session for you? I, of course, that I need to support my, my plenary session, poverty alleviation, but also I strongly believe that the education is the base of the future. And those guys were absolutely amazing. What they are doing, the initiative they are taking, definitely that plenary section was really impactful for me. And I supported the idea that if we provide a quality education to everyone, we are also working on poverty alleviation. So everything is interconnected. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. You're right. Like it, it just shows, you know, like, okay, everybody can put different priorities in everything, but really at the end of the day, everything yes. is connected, right? That's why I always said that if you want to build an inclusive and equitable society with no one left behind, everybody has to work in their respective field. Everybody needs to do something to change their area so that we can build a sustainable society. I think it's really important for, for the listeners to maybe know, you know, what exactly your speech was about. And maybe you can start off by like telling a little bit about what do you do in Dominican Republic through FUMEBO? Does it stand for anything? I'm not Spanish proficient. Yes, it stands for Bocio Medical Foundation, Fundación Medica Bocio. Oh, so it's your family name, actually. It's yes. Like so you started this when you were young because you were inspired with your humanitarian family. Let me talk about a little bit of that. Sure. My father was born in the Southern Dominican Republic, which is the region that shares the border area with Haiti and unfortunately is a marginalized region by both governments the Haitian government and the Dominican government mm. and my father was forced to leave behind that region to pursue a better a better life for him and for his family so he grew up with the desire to help his community. And after the 2010 Haiti earthquake, um, there was a scarcity of resources in the southern region. I was doing humanitarian community work in different organizations, and I came up with the idea um, to found our own nonprofit organization. In 2010, I was 14 years of age. We did it. 
We partner with the main trauma hospital in the Dominican Republic. It has been an amazing experience. What we do is that we take medical supplies, health resources, and the expertise of doctors from the richest parts of the Dominican Republic, and we deliver them to these marginalized communities in order to provide them with these essential resources that everybody deserves. Interesting. So do you recruit volunteer doctors? How do you make sure that there's additional access to those underprivileged communities? Yes, what we do, first of all, we are working with the SDG number one, number two, number three, and number four. We provide healthcare, but we also, we build a primary school in one of these communities through the foundation. But mainly what we do is that we recruit um, healthcare providers and nurses and doctors in different fields and dentists. And we recruit them from hospitals, the richest hospitals and clinics in the main provinces and districts of the country. And we take them, we pay them the food and the transportation so they can go with us to those regions and they can provide their expertise totally free. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So that means like you have probably like a healthcare day or week um, in that special region where you transport and deploy these specific healthcare experts yes. to provide yes. these free services for those who need it. We provide them with medicines and all that they need. We perform multiple medical missions in different communities. Yes, and so it's like you explained it right now. It is like three days in different communities, bring with us different healthcare providers and they offer everything to them. Wow, like you transformed the condition where there is a lack of healthcare services and you saw that there was a need and you transformed your cause into something real and you really, you know, you created an organization with your family and you managed to deploy these health experts to areas who need it. It's mind-blowing that you're even able to think of that at 14 years old and for you to be so sure that, that can be achievable. That's really brilliant. And that's probably yeah. why we always continue to need youth idealism in creating and moving forward with really amazing causes. So bravo, Benjamin, for that. That's amazing. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You mentioned something during your speech. Can you please repeat what you said in that part of the speech? Because I think it's a very important message for the youth of today. No, and it's a message that everybody needs to have in their everyday life. We live in a technological society where everybody thinks that everything is about technology. But innovation is not always based on technology. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's about changing the system through basic human generosity. And that was my phrase. And I completely agree with you on that point. Like, you know, if they want to make a change, they don't have to be afraid of what expertise they don't have because there's always room to learn for that technology. I thought that was very powerful. And I think, I mean, to an extent, there there is hope, like with people like you and um, more people in the healthcare service providers are now understanding just how much their role 
is in determining how society can continue to survive until old age to combat diseases. And like right now, for example, we have this huge outbreak that's going on in this world and we need um, everyone to participate in combating anything, any Before, outbreak, any misinformation. Uh, yes, I, I'm just surprised uh, how connected the humanity is and we can see it through this coronavirus. Now it is, it is not a problem of Asia, it's a worldwide um, issue. And this just shows just like how healthcare providers, despite wherever you are, there needs to be like an interconnectedness between all these experts to make sure that all the treatments are standardized or up to par and all of this kind of, you know, preventive measures are in, put in place in everywhere in the world. So there needs to be a lot of collaboration between all these different types of health experts in industries yeah yes alliances and partnerships are crucial point to the development and, and to obtain good results for for everything You're right. and i learned that since i was a child and we can see it right now with what is happening in the world with virus that is impacting us yeah i think so too if you could speak to the youth of today what would you tell them benjamin <laughs> Don't give up and don't give up. Continue fighting for for what you want. And sometimes you will get you will get discouraged. And nobody have the same mentality. And I remember that when I started in this and in my in my foundation, and I wanted people to believe in the same way than me. I received many rejections when I was asking for help, mm -hmm. and I didn't understand why the people didn't want to help other people living in underserved communities. I encourage um, the youth to continue working in what they really want, and not with a with a positive and good mentality, and no matter what, and. It, then with the time you will see the good results and also I, I would like to encourage them to open their minds and prop, sometimes we make mistakes and we don't realize what we do wrong and we need to be able to understand that we live in an in a inexorable society where we need to change our way of thinking every day right. and we need to continue learning, yes we never stop learning and that is important if we want to surpass the difficulties imposed by society. And I consider that that is something that everybody should have in mind in order to, to, to have successful in any project. I love that. I project. love that. That is so true because basically, in essence, just continue on, move forward, persevere, and you know, stay resilient in your cause, yes. in your passion, and then things will come to fruition sooner than yes. you think. You know, just continue on, and you know, once yes. you lose that motivation, shift your way of thinking, like you say, like transform it, um, open your mind, um, consult people, and perhaps you know, you will find another pathway. And I think that's a really amazing message from you, Benjamin. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you very much. No, thank you to you. <laughs> no, I'm thank so you happy. For, for, I'm happy too. And I'm so happy that you can explain it in a simple way than me. But consistency, persevering and persistence are important points to have in order to achieve your dreams. Yes, so, being persistent. Exactly. That's absolutely right. Like you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> 
Okay, thank you so much, Benjamin, um, for your time today. I think that was amazing on how you really highlighted um, your cause and how everyone should continue to persevere in moving forward each of their respective passion. I think that's an incredible message. So please, all of you who are listening to this, um, really absorb that. And you are welcome to reach out to uh, Benjamin through his Fumebo organization. And I'm going to attach that link in this podcast. And so you can check that out. And I think we're done for today. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us this week on One Young World Diaries. Make sure to follow Deloitte Indonesia's podcast so you'll never miss out on hearing from today's youth changemakers and One Young World Ambassadors. See you on the next episode.